Welcome to Island Conversations with Sherry Bracken, where we talk about issues facing our Big Island community. Island Conversations, Sunday mornings on KWXX at 6.30 and on B97B93 at 7 a.m. Or listen anytime at kwxx.com. Island Conversations, brought to you by KTA Superstores, where you're someone special every day since 1916. Now, here's your host and producer, Sherry Bracken. Aloha, good morning, welcome to Island Conversations. Sundays we're on the radio on the Big Island of Hawaii on KWXX and B93, B97, and we rebroadcast the interviews the following Friday on KPUA 670 AM in Hilo. And you may always get Island Conversations as a podcast wherever you get podcasts or at kwxx.com or b97hawaii.com. Our island's three hospitals, Hilo Medical Center, Kona Community Hospital, and Queen's North Hawaii Community Hospital in Waimea are critical to our island. Today we're going to talk with the Queen's North Hawaii Community Hospital President, Cindy Kamakawa. Aloha, Ms. Kamakawa. Thank you for taking the time to talk. Definitely. I'm very pleased to be here today. Thank you. You know, I was musing as I was getting ready for this that things have changed so much in our world since you and I and former Queen's CEO Art Ushijima talked back in 2017. And I'm going to ask you about some of the changes that have happened at North Hawaii Hospital because of what the world is today. But first, please get us up to speed on the details of North Hawaii Community Hospital where your facilities are, what kind of services you offer, how many beds you have, things like that. Sure, I'd be happy to. So we're a 35-bed acute care hospital. We have ICU, family birthing unit, and, of course, our med surge telebeds. The majority of our work that we do here is actually outpatient. We have a large outpatient footprint that includes six clinics, cardiology, women's, oncology, primary care, orthopedic, and general surgery. And then embedded in some of those clinics is specialists that we have who come on a part-time basis, including wound care, pulmonary care. And we're very pleased to announce that we've just hired a pain specialist, and he'll be working out of one of our clinics. Our emergency room, as you know, opened in January. It's going to make its first birthday pretty soon. It's three times the size of the old ER and has all private rooms with two trauma bays and two isolation rooms. And we're really pleased that it's been there to serve the community. We are level three trauma, which means that we always have an orthopedic surgeon here and a general surgeon available for any trauma that comes in. And of course, our operating room continues to grow volume on a regular basis. We've added some new clinics, added some new providers, and definitely have opened up our new emergency room. Well, I know that People were extremely excited about opening up the emergency room. That was a very big deal, and you spent a lot of time raising money for it, and the community was very engaged in that. Now, you said you're adding a specialist, but I didn't understand what kind of specialist you said you're adding. He is a pain specialist. Oh, pain, P-A-I-N? Correct. Oh, wow. That's great, because that is a very intriguing and sort of newish specialist, as I understand it, meaning that 20 years ago, I don't think you heard so much about pain specialists. Right. Yes. 
Something that people didn't used to ask very much about, but certainly are asking now in the time of COVID, how many ICU beds do you have and how many ventilators do you have at North Hawaii Hospital? We have four ICU beds and we have a total of eight ventilators. Oh, that's good. And if we needed to, we could overflow our ICU into other areas nearby. When you talk, Ms. Kamakawa, about the clinics, are the clinics located on site at North Hawaii Community Hospital's main location, or are they elsewhere in the Waimea community, or where? Some of them are on site here in our Lucy Enrique's building, and then some are down the road at our Parker Ranch Shopping Center. That's where our general surgery and orthopedics, our primary care clinic, that's one of our largest clinics that embeds the specialist, is next to Long's Drugs on Kauai High Road. I know that... The two other hospitals on the island have actually hired doctors to be on staff because that seems to be a newer model than doctors going into private practice. So are all the specialists you talked about essentially employees of North Hawaii Hospital or of the Queen's medical system? The majority of them are. Some of the physicians do choose to remain as what we refer to as private physicians, but the majority of our clinics are staffed with employed physicians. And then we also have our clinics in both Hilo and Kona as part of our Queen's Healthcare system where specialists rotate through. I did not know that you had facilities in Hilo and Kona. Where are they located in Hilo and Kona? They're both in the downtown areas, and they both have, as I stated, specialists that rotate from um, Honolulu, whether it's orthopedics, weight loss, pulmonary, cardiology, yeah. And we also rotate our physicians here at North Hawaii down to the Kona Clinic, too. It really improves the access for um, patients. Oh, well, no kidding. People love it when the doctor is close to them. Ms. Kamakawa, that really brings a question to my mind. Where do patients come from for North Hawaii Community Hospital? What do you consider what I would call your catchment area? You know, you've just mentioned that you actually have outreach clinics in Hilo and Kona, and I know that people come to you from all over the island. So where do your patients come from? The majority of them do come from the Waimea, you know, Kamawela area, and then, of course, North Kohala, and then down to Waikoloa area. And we do see some patients coming from Kona, and that was part of the driver of having our physicians have one to two days a month down at the Kona clinic. So can anybody be seen at North Hawaii Community Hospital and by your clinic doctors? Yes. Yes, all of our clinics are accepting new patients. Oh, that's pretty cool. As you know quite well, on the island, there's been a lot of discussion that we don't have enough doctors, but between you and the two other hospitals, particularly opening up new clinics and the community health care centers like West Hawaii Community Health Center and Bay Clinic and Hamakua Community Health Clinic, there seems to be a lot more capability or capacity for people to find a doctor. Am I wrong about that? I think there has been improved access. Um, The other question that may be asked in that question is, do we have enough? And I think there is still 
definite um, room for expansion and additional services. Okay, thank you. Now, you mentioned that Queen's North Hawaii Community Hospital is a level three trauma center, as are Hilo Medical Center and Kona Hospital. Tell us what could be done at North Hawaii Hospital if somebody was in, say, an accident, and what requires off-island emergency transport, and then how do you manage it? So that really depends upon the clinical condition um, of the patient. We have the capacity here because we have our general surgeons, our orthopedic surgeons, and anesthesia on call 24-7 to take someone from the emergency room directly into the operating room. For the trauma patient who's been in a significant accident, unfortunately, surgical intervention is required in a very tight timeline in order for them to either stop bleeding or to make repairs. So do you, at what point do you decide you have to transport, say, over to Queen's Medical Center? What are the kinds of conditions that would necessitate that? And then who actually does the transport? Yeah, that's a good question. So, you know, two of the areas that we do not have the expertise is cardiac surgery. So any damage to the heart that would need a surgical intervention would require transport to Queens. Also neurosurgery. We do not have a neurosurgeon here and that would also require transport. So we do have, um, We're very fortunate here to have fixed wing available over at the airport, and we would then um, send the patient to the airport, and then they would be transported to our Punchbowl campus. And that is right at the Waimea Airport. You're not talking about needing to drive down Queen Kaumano Highway to the Kona Airport, right? Correct. Oh, cool. Good. Well, what about strokes? When people have strokes, tell us about your stroke capability. And I ask this knowing that I had the nice opportunity to speak with Dr. Todd Sito over at Queens on Oahu, and he was really excited about the fact that Queens is now hooked up to literally, he said, every single hospital in the state. So if somebody does have a stroke, a very scary thing, what happens at North Hawaii Community Hospital? So we have what we refer to as telestroke, and telestroke is where 24 hours a day, seven days a week, we have access to a neurointensivist from our neuro ICU, and they are able to see the scans that we've done on the patient and can then um, work with the ER physician to decide if um, lytics, and that's medications that we refer to as clot busters, and that they would actually then administer that in the emergency room to break up the clot to allow perfusion to get to the brain in the area that was blocked. If it's a bleed, if the stroke is due to bleeding in the brain, then the patient would need to be transferred if it was a large bleed. I think it's just great that Queens has reached out and connected with all the hospitals because sort of as you point out, time is of the essence when one has a stroke. And so how nice that we've got that capability here and that Queens is connecting everybody together. You know, Todd, Dr. Todd Sito, who's the brother of Dr. Robin Sito, who used to work here on the island, he was pretty excited about it and the capabilities there. So I'm so pleased that 
North Hawaii Hospital is hooked into that network as well, which kind of brings me to Queens. Ms. Kamakawa, when did Queens acquire North Hawaii Community Hospital? And then tell us what having Queens as the owner of the hospital has meant to patient care. Actually, January 2014. Ah, it was that, that long ago. I didn't know. Well, what has having Queens as the owner of the hospital meant for patient care? I think really there's about four or five different components. I think one of the most important aspects is really assuring that high quality of care to our patients. We have access to specialists within our system. We have resources that are available to us. We have physicians that are actually part of the Queens Healthcare System, and they come and work here physically at Queens North Hawaii Community Hospital. We've also been able to uh, maximize our supply inventory by being a part of a large purchasing group, so we can assure that we have all of the supplies, whether it's needed for an intricate OR case that one of our neurosurgeons is doing, or an orthopedic case, or just really um, supplies that are needed for our inpatient unit. We've also have benefited from personnel. We've had staff that have worked at the Punchbowl campus. They have family ties on the Big Island, or they bought a house on the Big Island. One of them I just saw in orientation, and I knew her because she was an OR nurse at the Punchbowl campus and she talked about, you know, it was always my goal to move back to the Big Island and now I can to know that I'm here and part of Queens. So whether it's access to our physicians, our quality of care, instituting as we talk about the tele-stroke, we have a tele-ICU program. So we now have access to an intensivist 24 hours a day and also we have other physicians that are also part of the Queen's Healthcare System coming here. Ms. Kamakawa, what exactly is an intensivist? Mm. So an intensivist is a physician that is actually boarded and is gone through additional training to care for that ICU level of care patients. Great. Thank you. And a brief interruption to remind you, this is Island Conversations. I'm Sherry Bracken. Today we're talking with Cindy Kamakawa. She's the president of North Hawaii Community Hospital, which is fully owned by Queen's Health Systems. For next week, November 29th, is the anniversary of the Halapai earthquake and tsunami, which took lives on the Big Island. We're going to talk with Dr. Walter Dudley. He's a professor emeritus from UH Hilo, and he's written several books on tsunami. He's also one of the founders of the Pacific Tsunami Museum. Our other guest will be Daryl Oliveira. Mr. Oliveira used to be the head of Hawaii County Civil Defense and guided us through many, many disasters. Now he is on the board of the Pacific Tsunami Museum, in addition to what I will call his day job at HPM, where he's the safety officer. Before we get back to our conversation with Ms. Kamakawa, a word from our very generous sponsor, KTA Superstores. 
At KTA, local and fresh means you get the very best Hawaii Island has to offer. The grass-fed meats you find at KTA are raised without added hormones or antibiotics. Our seafood department is stocked with sustainable choices caught in local waters by local fishermen. KTA carries the largest selection of Hawaii Island homegrown produce. Our mountain apple brand is all local so you know it's fresh and delicious. Local and fresh always tastes best at KTA. And a reminder that you will find podcasts of Island Conversations wherever you get podcasts. Just look for Island Conversations, and that includes bonus podcasts. For example, this past Thursday, I posted a short interview with our mayor-elect, Mitch Roth, on how he's doing with the transition. You may also find them online at kwxx.com and at b97hawaii.com. Now back to Cindy Kamakawa, president of Queen's North Hawaii Community Hospital. Ms. Kamakawa, when you and Art Ushijima and I talked in 2017, Mr. Ushijima mentioned that Queen's walked in to the acquisition having to put a good amount of money in to keep the hospital afloat. So how is the Queen's North Hawaii Community Hospital financial situation now? It is definitely stabilizing. Um, We've been able to stabilize our staff, grow our services, and also assure that we are providing access to the community. So when I look back, when I came here in 2016 to now, we definitely have improved. So does Queens fully finance you to keep you afloat? Our other two hospitals are state facilities and they can go back to the state for funds. I'm assuming you don't get any funding through the state. Am I right about that? Not on a regular basis. No, we do not. Since we are part of the Queens healthcare system, um, we do receive financial support from them. You know, recently there's been a lot of talk about the Affordable Care Act, a.k.a. Obamacare, because the Trump administration just took it back to the Supreme Court. And I'm just curious, for North Hawaii Community Hospital, what impact has the Affordable Care Act had on your operations, if any, since it was implemented many years ago? The Affordable Care Act really talked about assuring that all patients Um, have insurance and there were as you know it it was an extensive extensive bill that President Obama was able to get it passed and I think to say specifically this was related to the Affordable Care Act you know would be difficult given the complexity of the bill. I know that one of the issues for hospitals has always been uninsured patients coming into the emergency room. Does the Affordable Care Act compensate you in a better way for that? Or is that something not to worry about since people don't really know what the Supreme Court might do in the future? Well, we're really fortunate here in Hawaii because we do have the Medicaid Act and we do have um, insurance plans that do care cover individuals. So that wasn't a big change for us. Okay. Now, but speaking of changes, obviously COVID has changed everything for everybody. How has COVID impacted North Hawaii Community Hospital? What have you had to do differently or what's the same? I think there is uh, multiple things that we've had to do differently. You know, COVID across the country has definitely impacted hospitals with the, number one, the um, aspect of additional resources needed, both from the aspect of personnel and training 
to knowing what new protocols and how to care for these um, patients, to the supplies and the PPE that everyone is required to wear, to screening everyone that comes into the organization, and to also manage visitors and really, unfortunately, change some of the standards that we had before. We, of course, prided ourselves on being access, having access to our patients 24 hours a day, seven days a week prior to COVID. And unfortunately, that had to change. And we um, were able to implement iPads that our patients had so that they could communicate with their loved ones while they were here. We've also had um, pet therapy and other individuals supporting our hospital, such as our volunteers, and we had to stop all of that when COVID happened. We were accepting a tremendous amount of donations that were coming from the community. I mean, the community here in Waimea, I have been so impressed with their support and also all of the donations. And then when COVID started escalating, then we had to start asking the question, should we be accepting these donations and how do we manage that? So I think the bigger question is sometimes sharing for myself is what has COVID not affected? <laughs> it's affected how I'm sitting here with, you know, mask and eye shields on. It affects as far as you know, how I communicate with the staff and keep them updated and hold a lot more open forums. It's changed as far as the work that we needed to do to build a lot of different protocols and standards. And it really changed as far as, you know, how we are delivering healthcare. And that's true, I know, for the other two hospitals on the island and hospitals throughout the state and the nation. You talked about the visitor policy. So do you allow visitors to come in at all or do patients need to rely on that iPad for communication with their loved ones? Yeah, we do allow one visitor per patient now. Yes, we did change that. And can they come in any time of day or night or are there hours now? There are hours, yes. They are limited. And what are the hours? Right now they're 10 a.m. to 7.30 p.m. Well, that's that's pretty generous, so that's not horrible Yeah. as things go. I know, it's awful no matter what. So are you still doing, is North Hawaii Hospital still doing COVID testing if people need it? Yes, we are. We do that every day in um, our emergency room. How many COVID patients totally has North Hawaii Community Hospital treated? Good question. I actually do not keep track of that. Okay. Yeah. Do you know how many COVID patients you have now? Um, from day to day, um, uh, that is not something that I myself will keep track of. You know, as the president of the hospital, I do know that we've um, cared for COVID patients and done well with that. Um, our concern of knowing on a day to day basis is that we've actually sought resources from our privacy officer and they ask from our privacy officers for us to not give out the numbers if they're very low on a day-to-day -day basis. 
Your policy on that is very different from that of both Hilo Medical Center and Kona Community Hospital and even Mm -hmm. Queens on Oahu. They will release the number of COVID patients. They'll tell us, the media, so we can tell the public how many patients with COVID are in the intensive care unit, how many are on ventilators. I don't understand why North Hawaii is the only hospital that I've found that will not release that same information so the public knows what's going on. Yeah, that's a good question. So can I comment on Hilo and Kona, because they're not part of our system? Um, can definitely comment on the punch bowl numbers. So the reason why North Hawaii, with resources from our compliance staff, do not report low numbers, Sherry, is that it can be perceived as a HIPAA violation. We've actually sought counsel on this. And it's because it's so small. So the scenario is is that, you know, my neighbor I heard went into the hospital and wasn't feeling that well. And, you know, she was talking about that she might have X. And now I hear there's one patient in North Hawaii that has COVID. I wonder if that's her. So that ability to draw conclusions is very sensitive to us. And I do know very well that Jill does answer the questions when she is asked about the number of COVID patients. But you must recognize that this is in a 550-bed hospital, and the numbers are quite large. Okay. Speaking of Jill, that's Jill Hoggard-Green, who is the CEO of Queens now. And she has said that Queens at times has been nearly filled to capacity because of COVID patients but they've been very successful in treating them. Is there any reason why you, North Hawaii Hospital, would ever have to send a COVID patient to Oahu, or would you be able to treat them successfully in your facility? Yes. Keeping patients here at North Hawaii for any diagnosis, including COVID, is versus sending them to Punchbowl is all based on their clinical need. So we send patients from our ICU to our ICU at Punchbowl because they have more capacity to do additional clinical treatments that we do not have here. And that would include people with COVID. Does that mean that you, I mean, you obviously have ventilators. You could put them on ventilators. Do you have a supply or can you get remdesivir from Queens? Do you have the therapeutics that we currently have, even though there is no actual cure or treatment yet? Yes, we're able to safely care for um, COVID patients at a certain level of their illness. Yes, we are. Ms. Kamakawa, president of North Hawaii Community Hospital, what else should we know about your facility that I've not asked you about? Yeah, good question. I think, you know, we're definitely here to serve the community. And as I spoke about earlier, I just want to thank the community for all of their support. Also, I want to recognize the Queen's healthcare system. You know, as we've gone through the pandemic, I recognize our success to care for the individuals in this community is really due to the Queen's legacy, being part of the Queen's healthcare system and serving our mission and having the access to resources that I spoke about earlier. And I really, unfortunately, anticipate that this pandemic is going to continue for some time and just really encourage everyone to wear their masks. 
and also to thank the staff here for all the care that they've provided and all of the changes. I say that with a smile on my face, Sherry, because I was making rounds on a daily basis in the beginning talking about all of the changes. Today we're implementing no visitors. Today we're implementing temperature checks. Today we're implementing masks. It's been a world of changes, that's for sure. Well, it definitely has. How many employees does North Hawaii Community Hospital have, by the way? 368. Obviously, you're right that the pandemic is going to continue on. Have you been involved yet in any planning relative to doing vaccinations for COVID once we actually have approved vaccines, which we understand will be not too many months away? The Queen's Healthcare System, um, we've had representatives at the state level, but I have not personally, and this is really being managed at the state level. Well, that'll be interesting. Everybody on the news programs, every single news program, talks about the challenges of getting Mm -hmm. the vaccine out. There's a lot of people who definitely are going to be standing in line so that we can begin to get back to normal. Yes. Before we say aloha, is there anything else you'd like to add? Just to say it's great to hear from you, and I'm so glad you're doing well and everything worked out for you. (laughs) Oh, yes. Yes, COVID hit me, but not hard at all. And knocking on wood, I now have lots of antibodies because I'm planning on donating convalescent plasma in January or February when the blood bank comes back to the island. That's a pretty exciting thing to be able to do if it it works out. Yeah. Oh, that's great, Sherry. That's wonderful. I'm so glad you did well with that crazy disease. It is a crazy disease, but see, this is a good excuse to make sure I keep my weight up so that I can donate that convalescent plasma. Therefore, I don't feel guilty about the COVID eating. (laughs) Okay, there there you go. (laughs) Well, you take care, Sherry. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it, and I appreciate the update. Aloha. Aloha. Obviously, a huge thank you to Cindy Kamakawa, who is the president of Queen's North Hawaii Community Hospital, and a really big thank you to you, our listeners. That's why we have Island Conversations. My name is Sherry Bracken. I will see you next week for another Island Conversation, and until then, please, let's all live and drive with aloha. Ahoi ho. Thank you for listening to Island Conversations with Sherry Bracken, available anytime at kwxx.com. We welcome your feedback and suggestions at info at kwxx.com. Join us next week for another Island Conversations with Sherry Bracken, brought to you by KTA Superstores, where you're someone special every day since 1916.